0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Cosign Podcast. Doing your thing, oh, you deserve a cosign.
1: Did you miss
0: this podcast? I did. Yes, I laid in
1: bed at night. I cried. um, And that was it. Like, I just cried. You did? Yeah. And then I remember we had to do a podcast. Mm
0: -hmm. So you pulled yourself together.
1: I pulled myself by my bootstraps. By your
0: bootstraps.
1: (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) I've been saying that for years and I just had never got a handle on bootstrap pulling.
0: Yeah. So, guys, we are. here today with an artist who i actually wanted to have on the cosign podcast like when we first started because if you guys remember i did a quick little um like promo video i guess it was and yeah 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 and i had all of i actually invited just a couple of people who i felt like i wanted in the video and then ironically like Everybody Every indie artist Who around. was anybody in Atlanta Just so happened to be there For the recording of that
1: You know what Can we do this though? Can we shout out to PK Because PK you, Like he has Some really cool events Mm-hmm Yeah So I'm gonna shout out to PK And I thank you For having that Tuesday night situation You used to have At Alof It was a lot of fun Had Gave me someone to do On a Tuesday The end Love Yeah me,
0: shout out to you PK That was a great event Um And so I recorded a promo video uh, at one of those events, and um, that night I remember going home and just kind of listing out, I'm a firm believer in writing down what you want to do. Kind of taking a pen and putting it to a piece of paper is sort of like the first step in putting it physically into the universe, because you can think about all sorts of great things, right?
1: Right. Right.
0: But when you actually start to manifesting those things in the physical, one of the first things you can do to do that is to just write it down. I agree. And so I got home that night after filming that promo, and I pulled out my journal, and I wrote down a list of names of artists, and we have literally knocked each of those artists off of that list. We have.
1: Except for one?
2: Except
0: for one. Actually, except for two, and we'll get the other one. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome J.K. Howells. Um,
2: Hello. I'm so happy for to be real. Here. Thank
0: you for being here. I what I love about you, J.K. Concerning this podcast, is he has been one of the artists who has like truly been paying attention to the podcast. Because there's a lot of people we've had on here, and a lot of people who, you know, hit me up from time to time and say they want to be on the podcast, but I never see them like showing us any love.
1: Mm, y'all haters man mm.
0: and it ain't even about them being haters it's oh, just that when y'all you get to a haters. certain part of your life as an adult you understand the importance of reciprocity and so one thing i love about jk is that he loves the podcast and he's shared the podcast and he's been very um open about that and i love that
2: uh, i'm here <laughs> this is so cool we made it we made it come on now thank god we you really made it. By the grace. <laughs> I'm going to say it right now. If it had not been. Okay. <laughs> I'm not about to start yet. I'm not Listen, about to Okay, let's just go ahead and
0: make sure. Okay, let's go ahead and just set a precedent. We're not going to be super churchy. <laughs> I make
2: no promises. I, I promise. I will promise my hardest. Okay. I can't stand by that. All my jokes will not be church Okay, good. But please, if they it. are. But if they are. I'm hard. okay with that. <laughs> I,
1: I'll subscribe to it.
0: You know, I, I want to say that it is very evident to me from episode to episode that so much of what we love about artists and creatives is is harnessed and grown in the black church
2: oh
1: yeah it is heck yeah heck you know yeah. i think it's but i think jk is a prime example of that because oh, you got man
2: because you got it his first story of like singing, and sang. amazing no this is my favorite story and I don't ever get to tell it. Actually, this is my first time getting to tell it to more than two people. Tell it? I told it to four
1: people t- <laughs> like it was mine.
2: It. <laughs> no. So my first, the first concert that I ever went to was for my seventh birthday. My aunt took me to a... singing. Keith Wonderboy Johnson. Get this. Lee Williams and the Spiritual QCs. Oh, my God. And the Canton Spirituals. Okay, sidebar. At the, the Canton Temple Spirituals Theater. are my cousins, but what? continue. At the I'm, Temple mm-hmm. Theater in Meridian, True Mississippi. Story. Well, let me say this too about Lee Williams. He bought
1: a cigarette from my uncle one time. Oh, man. The end. Continue. It was Newport. And,
2: and I will tell you this. this. He, he bought that cigarette, got in his car, and drove off and didn't move once.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> tell somebody. Y'all don't hear me. <laughs> so I go to the concert. And Keith Wonderboy Johnson is singing. I have to say his whole name when I say you his cannot, name. You can't just say Keith. Keith or Wonderboy. You, you got to say the Keith? whole thing. Nah. So Wonderboy? Wonderboy no. Keith Wonderboy Johnson is singing his song, Wait a minute. Chili it, Winds.
1: Is it like that when they go to the bank, too? <laughs> like, like, it's got to be. He's like, hello, Mr. Keith Wonderboy Johnson. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you have a negative balance. Uh, like, well, Anyway, continue, continue.
0: The Chili Winds did blow.
2: <laughs> so he's singing Chili Winds. And he says, All right, I want to see who in Meridian, Mississippi can sing this song. So my aunt and my mom are they looking at me, or they are looking for me? I'm already gone.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm down the you aisle. You already at the you know I'm, what? I didn't
2: took off because this my this is this is this is all I've been waiting on <laughs> for real for real. Like it was almost like I knew it was gonna happen. So I go up there and I'm I'm ready. You know I sing this song with my quartet mm-hmm. at seven years it, old. <laughs> so, hold on hold on
0: hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on. Hold on, hold on. Oh, so you gotta stop hold me on. there. Let yeah. me stop you there. So you were in a quartet. At seven? At seven. Okay.
2: Yep. I was in two quartets, oh. actually. One was a male chorus, and then the other one was a, was a group that I, um, that I started with two of my friends that I met in summer camp who could sing, too. So, so I wait a minute. you was a, like, oh, y'all a quartet with too. three people. But listen, here's the thing. We had a fourth member, but he always never really came to rehearsal. We were rehearsed way out in Kemper. This is crazy. I know this sounds country. But we were rehearsed outside of the city in this little town called Kemper. So he could never make rehearsals, so it would always end up being three or four. But we would sing basically the same songs that I sung <laughs> with my other chorus. So, what I was really doing was trying to barter out background singers.
0: Okay. <laughs> Smart.
2: At, at seven.
0: At seven.
2: Smart. But no, it was fun times.
0: Okay, so you run down to the stage.
2: So I run down to the stage. At the singing. And at the singing, mm-hmm. and he gives me the mic and he says, Say, chill winds don't blow. And I repeated them. And then I repeated them again. And then after that, I just kept singing. And I, and I didn't really stop for a while. And the crowd went crazy. And then the next week, <laughs> I'm going to show you how country I am. The next week, it made the Unifam. The Unifam is a local black newspaper that was not the city paper. But it was the black church newspaper that oh, went what? around to all of the local churches you in Mississippi. What? So that was the thing. And it, it, said, a heavy set little, and it, it. said, Little Wonder Boy, take stage oh, at God. Temple Theater. So that was like my nickname. Oh God, little Wonder Boy. Yeah, that's really cool, right? Was so it J K? Little Wonder Boy Johnson. I mean, see, Howell's the J K thing hadn't come about yet. I guess Junior.
0: You know Howls. what? That's Spend a really time. great story. Have you we seen were, him since you become, become make, an
2: adult? I have not seen him since I became an adult. Well, good because if you
1: do see him, can you tell him that video he made where they were walking through the television was just really
2: bad. No,
0: no, 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 no. If you if you see him, I want you to talk to him about the Twelve Days of Christmas. <laughs> Or the twelve. Did he give you the victory on the last? He day? gave me the victory.
1: This is stupid. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> okay. Is on the first day be- of my yeah. Jesus gave to me. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> He gave me the victory <laughs> on the second day of Christmas Jesus gave to
2: me There's so much emphasis
0: shouting shoes <laughs> Then he gave me the victory All right, J.K, please tell the people listening to this podcast
2: um, a little bit about you. I grew up in Meridian, Mississippi um, and where? Meridian, Mississippi, which is the first city that you pass in Mississippi that's, you know, off 20 West. So that's just in itself pretty much sums (laughs) it all up because it's it's a couple of things to do. You, you play sports and you go to church and that's, that's it, (laughs) you know, and that's, that's pretty much what I did. I played sports and I went to church and churches. Football, basketball. I mean, I played both growing up and then in high school, it was only football, and I was super focused on that, and I really wanted to only play football. And really, that was, that was it. Yeah, that was people. People, a lot of people don't know that, but yeah, I, I played ball linebacker. Yeah, I played a little linebacker. I played linebacker, a little for real I'm being I played facetious. A little, played a little safety. I played football. That was like my thing. Like okay. in high school, I wasn't really singing like that. Okay, at all. I would sing at church, but outside of that, I was trying to act. That was that was my thing wow so, yeah
1: you know i saw you in the play once yes uh man i forgot i even saw you in the play um
2: plays introduced me to the like music that, scene yeah. okay that was that was my way in that was okay. my end
0: i didn't know that yeah i'm learning something about what's the name today? of that
2: play i don't know you, which one it was that you victor sing. and it
1: was Dree in that play i wasn't
2: that was not me That That was was someone else. Oh, well, hey, that was a good play. I thought that dude did a great
1: job.
0: (laughs) That's amazing to me because I have seen you um, participate in plays, I feel like, in the past. But Mm -hmm. I didn't know that that was such a big part of who you were as an artist prior to music.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I really didn't. And it was mostly because I didn't really know what I wanted to do as an artist. You're
0: just all around talented. Where did you transcend into like J.K. Howells? What was the thing that pulled you to music?
2: Well, let's see So My freshman year of college I got a little antsy, had a baby You know how that goes or maybe y'all don't. Like me, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, me, I'm sorry. I don't. I
0: mean, uh, uh, man. Dougie nope. may may have experienced that. We they, don't know this child. Right. but I'm sure that child don't exists come somewhere. find me, child. Um. I do not know what <laughs> yeah. that means. No, but, but, but for that's those what, of us who I mean, don't, that's what
2: so I, I mean, no. You met someone being serious. Oh, I didn't meet some. I didn't meet her. It was my my wife. Now we um went to college together and um. Yeah, we just got a little excited with that away time from but family. You know, she wait a, a minute, wait a minute, minute wait a, a minute. She was my high school crush, too. She was my high school Okay, sweetheart. so we
0: got to stop here. We got to yeah. go back because this uh, is important to me. This and is And it's going to be important to the people listening, okay? You are now married.
2: I'm married. To
0: the King woman who you had a baby with your freshman year of college, college. but she was also your high school crush.
2: High school sweetheart Sweetheart See
0: this is a very cute story Yeah And you can't just kind of Skate over it like
2: that I know Alright It's weird because If I bring up a little piece of it it, Everybody wants to know Yeah I'm telling you It's fine
0: It's one of those things You'll never get away from it Because this is Quite literally Like every girl's dream In a sense
2: and some and don't get it wrong. Dudes, too. And
0: some do. They'll flex. But it very rarely but, works because yeah. you change so much as a yeah. person from who you are in high school to who you become as an adult that nine times so out of on, ten... So go up, nigga. Move on. Yeah. So, so nine <laughs> times out of ten, those relationships don't last. You know what I mean? But here you are saying that your wife now is the same person you're referring to in the past. So do you want to like kind of jump in there a little bit and then like jump out of it?
2: I'll, um, well... I'll say this. Say it, it was not it was not a fairy tale, I will say that, okay. to get to this space. Okay. Um, it took some bumps and some pauses and some growing up. Shout out to the pauses. You know what I mean? But I'm like i I guess I'm like I'm a firm believer in and we both say it, like we're firm believers in sacrifice. So whatever your dream is, regardless of what area of your life it's in, you getting to the end of that goal. And getting to that dream, come on now, church me good. <laughs> you get into that goal and that dream is dependent on your ability to sacrifice. So when a sacrifice comes up, it's just like, what am I willing to do? Like, are you willing to stop doing that because she don't like it? Are you willing to, I don't know, do more of it because she wants more of it? Whatever it is, like, are you willing to sacrifice? So we just kept sacrificing until we got married. And now we're still sacrificing. And now
0: you're going to continue to sacrifice the yep, rest of your until life. We die. It's a beautiful story. <laughs> and then
2: is it? the only no, yeah, the thing is, it's kind of beautiful. But if we don't die together, like on the notebook, it's kind of well, wait a wack. minute,
0: wait a minute. Like what y'all gonna do? Just um, like lay down together and like well, your heartbeats are gonna slow yeah, down. Yeah, just like the
2: movie. What
0: pulled you into music versus um, performing as an actor?
2: It was literally having my son made me make the decision that I had to do something that monetized, and I okay. knew that I. It was certain things that I just knew that I wasn't going to be able to wrap my mind around doing. Um, So I just jumped right in and started auditioning for stuff again. Because I had been trying it and doing it since I was a teenager, Mm -hmm. you know. So it it wasn't too foreign, Mm -hmm. but I never really gave it my all because I'd always been trying to play football. So all I had to focus on was my child and his mother, and that was it. So I just went for it. And that kind of started. So I was just auditioning. Everything that was on the internet... I was there. Okay. So I just started winning contests and showing up to random play interview, um, auditions and random theater auditions and whatever. And then I ended up doing a show with Brandon J and Natasha Garcia, and that put me in front of some people. And from then, it was like my phone kind of just wouldn't stop ringing. Okay. It's really weird, but that's exactly how it happened. And then I, I don't know, I, I did a couple shows with Victor and stuff changed. Boom. Here we
0: are again, ladies and gentlemen, Victor Jackson. <laughs> He comes up in every.
2: <laughs> all, there's no doubt in my mind. Victor
1: is. Uh, he Satan may be a. He's, so he's,
2: he's Atlanta
0: glue. He may be a Jedi ninja. He's <laughs>
1: Atlanta glue. He may be a Jedi yeah. ninja. No, you cannot be a Jedi like you ninja. not I be wish a you would just accept Jedi. it. You can't. No, you can't go backwards. You don't get to Jedi status and then be like. I'm try ninja. to be a ninja. <laughs> like no, you already can like make people. Do my
0: point things. is that Victor has the juice.
1: Mm-hmm. No, he has the sauce.
0: In the sauce.
1: Yeah, did you just get drunk? Um, up. You but need either- to I'm understand
0: sorry. the Janelle Monet album to understand what I'm saying. I do not understand that. Victor is just one of those people who has it. And what he has more than anything, in my opinion, is the ability to connect people and to pull them into certain situations. I don't know what it is about him, but as you guys have, if you've listened to every episode of this podcast, you've seen that he's literally come up in every single episode of the podcast.
2: And he ain't stingy. Mm -hmm. Good point.
0: (laughs) You have a child and in your mind, it's like, I have to make money. I have to take care of this child. So then you turn it into overdrive in auditions and things of that nature. Why didn't you ever say, I gotta raise a child and not auditions, but like mm-hmm. a nine to five.
2: Well, honestly, because every time that I wanted to quit, I got something big enough to make me not quit. <laughs> that is literally it. Like, not even, I can't be deep and tell you like it was like God would tell me in the middle of the night in my mm-hmm. sleep. That is not it. Mm-hmm. I would literally be on the brink of quitting and just doing the nine to five route. And then, boom, I get the phone call that I couldn't turn down. Like, I can get an example. Is I got this cool job at the Omni, which, in in a funny way, this is hilarious. Rollin A. Anderson, the super dope singer, Mm -hmm. got me a job at the Omni, right? So, I'm a week and a half into this job, and it's cool. I'm figured out, like, Already I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not gonna ride the bus. I'm gonna go ahead and get a car after the second week and then after the you know, the fourth week, I'm gonna be able to do this. And I'm you know, I'm making my plans, mm-hmm. kinda restructuring my life around this nine to five idea. Two weeks, three weeks into the job, I get a call and Candy's going on tour with a play. Yeah, and they need a background singer and a swing for Q Parker. And they want me to come sing once and What's you say know swing, if they like it. The swing way. is when, you know, if the lead actor needs a break or goes yeah. on and does other things. Q was in the middle of a one twelve thing, so he was had a bunch of dates that he wasn't gonna be able to do. So they called me And, and you like, look just like Q. Yeah, and at that time I was I was in a little shape. So I really looked like in. Yep. Q <laughs> then. Q She was my big. I know one of my, my like best
0: friends is listening to this podcast right now, and at that very moment, she stopped and googled J.K. JK House, House because growing up, she had the biggest crush on Q,
2: and so does the rest of <clears throat> Atlanta. You know what? And no, every but, other but, city but, but the but you know Atlanta what? Too. Honestly,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna just say this. I don't care. I'm gonna say this. I did not have a crush on Q, which is ironic, and I'm grateful.
2: Because I. Because now you run into them all the time. Because
0: we, I mean, we sang on a praise team together. Q is the reason why I had my like ASCAP thing going. Like, you come to know some of the people you really loved as a teenager or a child. And I love not just Q, but I love his wife. You know what I mean? And that
2: story works for when you're talking crap about artists on. Social medias too.
0: It does. Y'all it's the same thing. I'm no, it's you. the same thing. I love One Twelve. Don't get me wrong. My oldest brother Frank like put us on early to all of the One Twelve jams. I know every One Twelve album that there is. Every Boyz II Men album. Like I was, I was exposed to all
2: of it. Q, Q to me, I always tell him is the most slip on vocalist in and R&B And you know when history. I realized I think that, that whole group can sing. It's
1: Q
0: and I were on a praise team together at Greater Travelers Rest. Shout out to the House of Hope Atlanta. I'm still there today. And while I appreciated Q in 112, I never knew the level of a singer that he was until he was standing next to me in rehearsals or on a Sunday or, I mean, and it's just like real you- Real singer. I mean, he is a real flat out singer. Oh,
1: well, the other guy made me feel like I could be a singer too. So I like
0: honestly, one twelve <laughs> is full of singers. You know what I mean? Like, they sing. you may not love Slim's voice, you heard his voice the mo- the most. But if you were a true one twelve fan, you knew. I mean, I knew even back in the day that every single last one of yeah. them could hold a note. It wasn't but, like but so, Slim uh, was the
2: ad lib king.
0: Though. Oh, are you kidding me? His ad libs were so perfect. Now. Are
2: they perfect though? Come
0: on now. I mean, oh! no, that,
2: that that's literally it though.
0: And he don't need nothing oh, else. he don't
2: need nothing else. You don't nothing need else. anything else. Slim, you, know cold, who else bro. you
0: know who else is like that? Who? Brandy Norwood. Yeah. So she's the Adlib lib queen.
2: I'm not I'm No. Not. You know who the ad lib queen is. I too is? am from Michael. Mississippi and I, I, mean, I too love Brandy Norwood. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Michael Jackson is the brand. I love you, Brandy. I won't argue with that either. No,
0: I can't argue with that. Rest in
2: peace, Michael. So
0: you were touring and being the Swing? Swing. For Q Parker. Right. And then from that opportunity, mad opportunities came.
2: Yeah. Well, it ended up ending abruptly. And I'll just keep going. And it ended up... <laughs> so um, from there, it, like, it was just like the next thing came. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing came. And then the next thing came. And it's just always been something to tide me over and grow me into the next opportunity. And it's just... It's weird because it's always been like that. And it's never off of auditions. It's always just off of, hey, you should check out this guy. And then I get the phone call and I just keep showing up. I believe that our current time makes it hard for people to kind of go out and do the way that they probably should. What do you mean? I mean that the internet is so important or like the internet is so... Such a big deal. So people post a lot of videos and maybe don't go to as many open mics or maybe don't go to as many in-face auditions and people may not... Singers might not activate their gifts in enough areas. That was, for me, it was kind of like... In football, growing up, everybody would say, play multiple sports. Coaches love people that play multiple sports. So if you sing, and as dope as you may be at being a songwriter or just an artist... If you can do other things with your gift mm-hmm. that pays your bills, mm-hmm. it's cool. That's huge. Because our musician brothers that are playing their instruments, they're not just playing artist gigs, and they're not just pay- playing their own personal creative gigs. They're playing whenever and however they every can. Every Sunday morning, they had a every church. Every Sunday morning. Every <laughs> Saturday, they had a corporate gig. Yep. Every Friday, they had a cover gig at somebody's club. So singers, <laughs> we got to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Performers... We gotta do the same thing, and I
1: also think that people who do that are usually the best performers. Absolutely. People, I, I, if anything, I'll say if you want to sing, get on somebody's praise team because you're gonna get practice weekly. Yep. I know, and yeah. even if you're not even religious, like yep. get on somebody's praise team mm-hmm. and learn how to. Like, hold the audience captive. Football.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it's not even just room. when you when you get on a praise team, or the reason why that's great advice for any creatives out there is because when you get on a praise team, it's not even just about being able to sing. It's about being able to emote. It's yep. about being able to listen. Mm-hmm. It's about being able to, you know, impress upon an audience a certain thing. And you learn so much about performing. Yeah. You know, even though you're always- taught that you're not necessarily performing if study. you're ministering. But you're, it it's but so much about that.
1: Yeah. Study.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. But so that's study. what
1: I think like the quartet singers are the best singers. That's not truly and here and, They're and, the and it's, showman. Listen I'm sorry, not the best singer.
2: Listen still. to me. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I have seen a lot of artists and I've been to a lot of concerts. There are only a handful that I feel are better than some regular Quartet Regular singers quartet sing singers. That's yeah. true. Regular. When it comes to putting that's on the show and performing, and that's I know true. that church people are going to say that that's bad, but it, no, it is but no, no. That's a fact. Yeah, it's it's a
0: show.
1: the show. Best place to learn because you, you. It really is like charging people up, getting people to just follow your instructions mm-hmm. easily. I know that sounds like, we're doing this to God, but I'm like, if you look at what you're doing, you're doing the same thing every week. So that's and you've learned that culture for
2: someone else. Mm-hmm. You, okay, so with that quartet thing too. So I remember one of the groups I had growing up. One of the groups. One, had the groups I had up. Up, one of the groups I had growing up. We hundreds. would sing together. We would go out and sing to these churches. But what we were found out is that, and I don't want people to take this wrong, but the better we sang, and I mean, when we tore the church up, we had good money to eat, and I mean eat good at the church. That was all we kind. Of, so we would think about that kind of mm-hmm. like. Now we got a, we got this we got this program at four. And we would be practicing the whole way there, like, you got to be on, you got to be on. And we got in there, we was really ready to sing for real, because we, we wanted to eat good. Yeah, So with that fish plate. Then we realized, like, oh, man, the better we sing, the more money we probably going to end up getting. So, there's some other motivations, too.
0: Let's bring this to JK, cool. who JK. delivers... One of the best live shows you're ever going to... Well, one of the best live shows I've experienced from my peers. Let me say that. And not just my peers. Actually, one of the best live shows I've experienced from an artist. Let me fix that.
2: Her Her peers are pretty dope, though.
0: JK, everything he's talked about, I feel like, is brought with him to the stage. Whether that's, you know, the performance aspect whether that's the quartet aspect <laughs> you know it's the funk of it all like actually i want to know where that came from the the, the love side. of the funk yeah
2: um <laughs> so <laughs> man these are questions that i never get this is a real question bless you sir. this
0: is a real interview listen to god me god bless y'all
2: cakey ain't playing tonight <laughs> so okay so when I first kind of got into um, the weed, I always, like, needed a soundtrack. Like, I couldn't smoke without a soundtrack. Okay. So, I just started listening to, like, a whole bunch of psychedelic soul. And that was my, like, that's where I started. So, I started with Parliament stuff. Okay. I would listen. To, like, if y'all ever heard the song called Cosmic Slop, that was the first song. Would you like to dance with me? with the Cosmic Slop. funky anywho so i would listen to that and smoke and it made me feel like dang like i really would get into it and really dig it and i wanted to understand why people dug it and then i realized that it wasn't just in psychedelic soul and that it was like all over r&b period so when you got to some of that late 70s stevie stuff It was the same Mm -hmm. funk. When you got into some of that Shaka stuff. Man. Like when Stevie wrote, you know, when Stevie wrote that for it, it was like, that's so funky. Mm -hmm. You realize, oh my gosh, it's all over everything. And then it brings in Rick James, and then it goes on, and then it goes on. So, and even down to D'Angelo. Yeah.
0: Now, go ahead. So,
2: then you get to an artist like D'Angelo in the late 90s, and it's like, oh crap. Now it's turning into something different. Mm -hmm. So, I guess kind of starting there led me down that you know cookie trail and i found stuff that i was really into so that's where that that inspiration comes from
1: i think when you perform you sing a probably the funkiest of the beatles song almost every time oh
2: yeah but come together like i don't i really don't know when i decided to what made me decide to sing it as like my go-to opener but i knew that i was sitting in the house i needed to find like something dope to start the show with. And I didn't know what the intro needed to be, and I just started going through record after record after record after record after record. Literally, I just sat on the computer all day listening to the songs. And then when I got to come together, I kind of stopped, and then I started singing it around the house, and then I kept singing it for a couple of weeks. And I was like, oh, "Okay, this needs to be the song." And then I, but I needed something else, so I added like the ooze on top mm-hmm. and just to make it kind of soulful. Mm-hmm. But I knew that I wanted to make a statement and show that I wasn't just going to get up and do a whole bunch of runs, that it was going to be dirty and it was going to be, you know what I mean? It was going to get grimy. And then, here's the other performance secret. It isn't hard to sing.
0: I just want you to know that you tainted me because I used to love that record and I was not able to enjoy Enjoy it it in the same way. Not me. I still like it. I still, I, I do, I do, but...
1: You made me like it more, actually.
0: You know, it's kind of like, shout out to Auntie Anita. I love you. But yeah. when Layla touched Angel, it was oh, like, man. I'm, never, I'm never really able to the enjoy the original the same way. It doesn't mean that the original isn't great because it is. You know, that's my auntie. It's a standard. You know what I mean? I love her, even though she blocked me on Twitter for whatever reason.
1: I asked her to unblock you. <laughs> did you? She did
0: she out. block you back? I'm going to ask her tonight. Thank you.
1: We're good friends now, so sh- by the way.
0: Auntie Anita Baker. I went to her concert. I cried. I love her. I still don't know to this day why she blocked me. She's supposed to be my she's singer at my wedding. I've saved up money. I. I. She makes my number one favorite love song of all time. All these things. But she's blocked me on Twitter, guys. But anyway, um, she did not help with you. Bro. Auntie, she why know, are you tripping? I don't know. I You're don't. And, than it, this. and it honestly, breaks my this. heart. And while I'm joking about it right now, there are times where I'm on Twitter and I'm really sad about it. Like this is one of my like icons. Would
1: you like to log into my Twitter and speak to her?
0: No. So, okay. um, you know, it'll 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 work itself out after I experience come together at a live show of yours. I have not been able to enjoy it. The same way.
1: But so, well, here's a question. It's okay, own
0: it. Can you, I, I'm trying. It's all right. I'm Can
1: excited about this. Story I really want to hear it again. Yes. And just take me out saying this. Can you just tell us what that song means? You told, like, because that song is like nonsense.
2: Okay. So that song, well, I, to me, okay. So. To me, initially, I wanted the song to be something that made people want to move in um, sequence, like together. Everybody mm-hmm. doing the same thing. Everybody at the stage. Everybody listening. Um, taking little moments to make it about the current state you know, of America right. and for black people. Right. But the actual record explains each member of the Beatles. So if you look at those lyrics, it'll kind of make sense. Mm-hmm. The coke lyric the coke reference right. the long hair for right. ringo um the producer being stuck on ono oh um, paul mccartney saying 1 plus 1 is 3 right it all makes sense right but when i found those things out i was like oh this is my secret little jewel and then i'm gonna tell you what ruined the song for me i found out that usher was doing it Use on his of tour it. yeah and when i found that out i was like
0: but Usher is not J.K. Damn, Hollis. Damn, damn. <laughs> Florida? With unpack, did you feel like it was
2: different for you from any other experience you've had? To start it off, honestly, oh. I was kind of just spitballing, you know, from a creative standpoint. Okay. And I was kind of really at a point where I really wasn't going to release anything. And I was just kind of going to. Perform and just kind of let that be that. And I wasn't really too into the idea of being an artist anymore. Um, but my manager called me one day and he was just like, Hey, listen, um, I know we have had stuff, you know, in the past not work out the way we wanted it to, but I got something and I really want you to try it out. <clears throat> and he told me that Milk and Sizz wanted to record with me. Okay. And, and I love Milk and Sizz. Yeah, Milk Yay. and Sizz. Yeah, awesome. So that was the that was the change Like in all honesty I was again at a moment When I didn't want to be an artist anymore Or you know didn't want to Focus on that anymore And that switched it up So I was hesitant Because As many people know Everything that you had heard from a creative Standpoint To that point was done with Douglas Wiley I don't know
0: if anybody knew Shout that.
2: Shout out to that. Let's so just pause I didn't know there. I Let's just pause. Because
0: this is also another conversation that comes up a lot. And Dougie, and I know this not just as my co host, but as my my true friend and brother. He is not somebody who is going to introduce himself flat out like with how great he is no. as Wrong. a producer. I do, do that every
1: time. Especially when I meet babies. <laughs> I make music, little (laughs) nigga.
0: Still in the mama's moment. Everybody who I've had on this show, not only have they been impressed by Victor, as we said earlier, but Dougie's also like, I have like two glues in Atlanta. It's Victor and it's Dougie.
1: Man, I'm just a nobody. Trying Trying to to tell tell everybody. everybody. About somebody. Who can can save save anybody.
2: anybody. Yeah. That's it.
0: I hate that we're so churchy. (laughs)
2: Ah, It happened. It just happened. Man, y'all seen that video? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But listen, y'all, and the sad part is, is if I actually just started like running off some names, y'all would really trip out. I'm not going to do it because I know he'd probably still make sure it's edited out. But
0: No, I I can control that. Like,
2: listen, like some of your favorite artists, like all of you indie, soul, and like R&B junkies, some of your favorite artists... I guarantee you Doug has touch them. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. Like, and horrific. not in it's the me too way. And not in the Me Too way. It's a way. fact. How is this group of recordings different from anything you've done
2: before? Um. Well, for one, it was my first time kind of branching away from the people that I had always written with or I had been writing with. And that was new in itself. Mm-hmm. Because... To a certain extent, I had had a formula, and we had a formula together that worked really well, and I really, not that I didn't want to branch out from it, but i never thought about doing anything different. That was all I had really known, and that was just kind of the way I wanted to do it. Right. So, when the opportunity was presented to me to work with Milk and Sid, shout out to them. Shout
0: out to them! Um,
2: it forced me to be open to something different. I didn't know how they worked. It was a dry run. I did not know. So... The first session, um, the first song that we wrote was the title track of the EP. Really? So that goes Man, to say how jam. good the chemistry was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was just different, and and when I say different, it was different from the sense of like I had someone, I had a focused lane because Sis does a very particular thing. And he has this, like, he just has a space where he works well in. And I feel like once he locks in, you are taking off. And I and I really love the way he approaches records and how open he is to letting records grow. Um, Milk was very different from any way that I'd ever written songs before. Because usually I would almost be completely done with a melody before I ever thought about a word. That's your way. That's my way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's anybody else's way, but that is my way. I found that out week two with Douglas Wiley. So can
0: we pause really quickly Handshake. and let them know that Milken says, aren't they a couple?
2: They are a couple. So married. they
0: are a married couple and they write and produce together. Yes. Um. So maybe that balance that you're speaking of is also just echoed in there, just being... As they are Which is beautiful to me The idea of that Kind of like Complimentary I got the vibe of it I got the The lyrics of it You know what I mean Like it's just a beautiful thing And
2: it was And it's important to say too This was my first time This was my first time Creating from like a very very married and grown up space.
0: Yeah, so that brought you know they know brought that to the yeah. table as well. Yeah. yeah. So it
2: was it was super focused, if yeah. that makes sense. And it was focused in a way that kind of made me say things that I probably wouldn't have said or kind of approach records in ways that I wouldn't have approached them. So that was the main thing that was very very different. Just the creation point.
0: It's a beautiful thing when you come across artists who are also songwriters, which is
2: a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: they're able to say, hey, right now in my life, I'm married or I'm committed to somebody and I do. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, you can unpack your your baggage here with me. Like, we're going to make this thing work together. And I think with your last project, what I was able to see as a fan is just that commitment to kind of bringing the two together like this is my real life and this is my music yeah and i'm gonna marry them together so that you understand and so that's so that it it is it is authentic you know
1: you sound adult you sound like a a man
2: that's
0: risky too
2: it and what the thing was is like i know number one and this is for everybody, really. And more so for myself to remind myself. To hell with everybody else saying. Because you're going to be the one that has to sing it. That's that's number one. Mm-hmm. And I want to sing stuff that I really, really believe in. You know what I'm saying? And that I really feel. Mm-hmm. And I hate to go back to like the live show thing. That's why we can have real moments. Because I'm singing stuff I Don't hate to go back really, to it. It's
0: where you shine. That really
2: thing. means something yeah. to me. You know what I mean? So that's why people can dig it in that space. But outside of that... I wanted to talk about what I was really dealing with, because a lot of people said to me, this is the number one DM I got outside of your EP is dope or it's great, I love it, that kind of stuff. The number one question I got is, why didn't we get the song Too Cruel that you wrote with Doug? And I got that question so much. Mm -hmm. And I felt so bad, because that is an amazing song. It wasn't the space I wanted to start with. Mm -hmm. So... People yeah, yeah. let folks be real with you if they can be real with you.
0: So if you can look back over your life and and pick a moment or a song, even off of the Unpacked uh-huh. project, um, is there a moment or a song that um, speaks to you right now more specifically than another?
2: Um, yeah. I, I I like for me Unpacked is my theme song. Okay. I listen to and I don't people who know me from a like recording and creative standpoint know that I don't like listening back. That is not my thing. I don't even like getting like after we recorded, I don't want scratches. Right. I'm just not that guy. Mm-hmm. I don't like listening back like that. I like to be I like it to be its own little moment and really try to forget about it if I can. But um Unpacked, I listen to almost daily, and it's wow. and it's simply just it's because a jam. it remind and it's, the groove is there it's a jam. and it feels good and all of those things. But for me, like it's important for me to remember, like oh, I can chill like sometimes because it's as just as a man, black man, mm-hmm. like it can be those times when you put like the weight of the world on your shoulders and your own head. Mm-hmm. So it's like it reminds me, oh no, you can. You can mm-hmm. relax. <laughs> my biggest, my biggest prayer, my biggest and greatest prayer is that people will always um, let me kind of evolve and let me just keep finding it mm-hmm. because I don't know.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's, and I and I say that because I know that I've taken a lot of time to pay attention to people who I think are greats and my list of greats might be different from Everybody else is greats. Mm-hmm. But if I say greats, I'm, I'm meaning Stevie, Donnie. I'm meaning Marvin. So um, let me ask you this. Yeah.
1: If, since you guys call Donnie Hathaway the greats, would you would you liken a Donnie Hathaway to a Drake? No. Let me tell you why. Let me
0: finish. I'm not going to let you finish. I would
1: not. Because Drake is a Kanye. Okay? So is Donnie Hathaway
2: a Stevie Wonder?
0: Donnie Hathaway is, if you're having pillars, we have to put him in his own pillar. Stevie well, and what
2: Donny were doing <laughs> were two totally different things. I didn't say that. That's not what I said. Were two totally different things. That's not what I said. In two separate spaces. What I said was. I'll say this. Listen to this. Let's, let's say this. I'll say this. And this is not to answer the question. Because <laughs> you got to avoid that. I wouldn't cover you. If I didn't respect you. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't cover you back. If I didn't think you were equally as dope. Okay. So that answers the question. No it don't. Yes it does. Oh, and gosh. I'm going to also say. Look up the song. <laughs> and your titles. Of the Donnie Hathaway live album. Amen. Still trying to compare this thing.
1: Compare if it. Kanye. Has created a Drake. What I mean is, when Drake first came out, he was he had some, some similar like a cadence sometimes, and he did a few Kanye things. But then he morphed into what Kanye was, right? I mean, what Drake was. He's Drake now. He's no Kanye at all. He's totally Drake. I I feel that I may be wrong. Oh my god! I feel that that that. Uh, Mr. Hathaway Oh
2: my gosh
1: Initially That he was accepted Because he sounded A little bit like Stevie Oh And then How but, dare you He did sound like Stevie But oh. then what happens oh. is How dare he you. He's his own brand But he's accepted Initially because Whatever his Whatever his first sound was It, it reminded you Of Stevie Wonder I, I, I never I, said He would try to be Stevie Wonder I said It just My wife's, you of.
2: My wife's um, Grandmother Once said to me The blood Yeah, it still works or just that. I just don't even know what he's talking about.
1: Oh, yeah, for real, man. I feel like I'm making it so plain. Guys,
2: I know what he's trying to say. And I don't know if this is going to make the edit, but I refuse. (laughs) I'm just going to say that right now. Please, like, Y'all, I want to say this. I know that you've heard us say a lot of things, but I honestly love these two. A lot, a lot, a lot. This has been a great night. I ain't standing for it. All right. So. <laughs>
0: He's going to end it early because
2: you are speaking in
0: the most blasphemous like tone. Like I'm of no, I'm time. not. Even. And
1: I feel like I'm not trying to do Mr.
2: Halfway. No, I. and just that's just... the thing. And that's the thing. I don't even think that you're trying to. I know to what esteem you hold, Stevie. Yeah.
0: And that's the beauty of the art, is that people are picking and choosing what resonates with them, whether they know it or not, whether you're trying to or not. You're naturally leaning towards one thing or another. But I, I also feel like one thing that frustrates me is that we don't leave space for there to be multiple amazing and great I people agreed. in I feel one like, space. I feel like
2: we're having the Aaliyah Beyonce We
0: are. We're having the Rihanna Beyonce, Aaliyah, you know, Beyonce, know Aaliyah Beyonce. Sierra. Aaliyah Sierra. I feel like we're having that conversation. With Jay-Z Nas. We're having I'm the saying. same this conversation. Is this is what I'm saying.
1: I'm not saying that... I'm, well, I always go back to Michael Jackson. I'm not saying I'll go to Michael Jackson and I'll use Sierra too. I'm not saying that Michael Jackson. I'm not saying that Mr. Hathaway was never Mr. Ha, was wasn't Mr. Hathaway from Jump. What I'm on saying is on his own, on his own,
2: I'm saying that just the 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 similarities that, the small that he held to same a Stevie as, Wonder, the same as Michael Jackson was a baby brain. But James the, only reason, saying, the, huh? the only reason the the only reason that I disagree is because. Donnie was so early rooted into his jazz roots. He was. And Stevie was very much playing pop. pop Absolutely.
1: Music. But I'm not.
2: Okay. True. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, what? And I think that his cult like following was more based from his jazz Absolutely. roots. Absolutely. You don't. It's than a fact. It was his ability to make hits because he didn't have a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Stevie was a hit. He could, Man, like, shit a hit. Like Jamiroquai. Jami-
1: what? Jim? Jami- <laughs> Jamiroquai has his own audience, and it's been like, it was Duggy. thriving before. Duggy. It's underground like, Duggy. man, y'all don't want to hear me out tonight.
0: <laughs> With Donnie Hathaway, I've never at one point in my life thought
1: about Stevie Wonder. Oh, man. I've only ever Whereas heard Donny. you don't listen to Stevie like that.
0: Not that I wasn't exposed to it. It was just that I never compared the two.
2: Yeah, but you should.
1: Uh, you might hear something different.
2: Doug... Is the guy at the barbershop that loves the LeBron Jordan conversation? I yes, don't, I know. Obviously he loves he love it, love that. Because Jordan is better for that time.
1: See? And LeBron is better for this time. See? Jordan probably could not play.
0: What unpacked, what I loved is there were moments to the very end of tracks that I was like, yes, JK. Like, yeah. you know, yes. You know what I mean? Like, whether it was a reference to like a throwback jam or just you doing something sweet vocally or whatever, you sing the song to the very end.
2: I, so, I'm that, you don't even, Kiki, you yes. just made my damn year. Okay. <laughs> because here's the thing, right? So, and Milk and seeds, I guess, are the only other people who can attest to it. I wanted to take, little moments to pay homage to a lot of my favorite artists and people who and you did. inspired me. you did. So, like, Immediately. And there's, some, there's some, like, get D'Angelo yeah, get references. It. So many references in there. That I really wanted to, like, make sure. And it wasn't from a standpoint of, like, I wanted to do something that they would do. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, you know, that feeling. It
0: was, like, thank you. I mean, you've already shared, in my opinion, yeah. throughout this interview, a couple of nice nuggets of wisdom do you have anything that you would say specifically to an up and coming artist that kind of like steered you in the direction uh, towards where you're going today
2: um I think the best is, I guess it's I'll say three things just because I think that it's like three tiers to it mm-hmm. I guess um, number one and it's not by any means any of my own advice or my own you know Rhetoric, But um, PJ Morton <laughs> said during an interview once um, that his first thought was to figure out how to have a good show. That was number one.
0: And he the, has an impeccable show, the by the way. That was the first thing that he did. It's like one of my so favorite.
2: So I took that as like word of advice, number one. Um, and then the thing number two is something that another person said to me, and that is when you believe in something, when you're writing a song and you believe in something, find why you believe in that thing. So whether that be the melody or the bass line or the hook, everything else can change. If you have something in it that you found a song in, keep writing it out. That's real. And the third thing is align yourself with the right people. A team. That's it. love it. I that's love like, it. That's straight up it? That's
0: straight one, two, three, ladies and gentlemen.
1: One for the father. Two for the son.
2: And three for LeBron.
1: James or Johnson, my cousin?
2: What? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Sky Watley. Ain't none <laughs> of this. Shout
1: out to my cousin Sky Watley, man. Do Ain't none thing, of man. this about, about, about
0: the Lord. Okay, so where can the people... Find your music. Where can they find you?
2: Make sure you guys go follow me at Sing JK Howells. Go to my website, jkhowells.com, get my debut EP unpacked. Um, oh, check out my website too and make sure you guys see the video for the single I do. You know, we're always working, so if you follow me, you pay know. attention. Shout out That's to the right. Muddy Water group, um, shout out to Milk and Sizz S- 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 uh, for helping me do a dope Maybe. record. <laughs> <laughs> also, shout out, oh, Milk and Sizz, S- <laughs> shout out to them and. <laughs> The tongue twister of a name. Um, also Empire um distribution for awesome helping us put this dope thing out. Thank
0: you so much, JK. It's been a pleasure to have you here. It's been a ball of fun with family. You know, we go way back, yep. but this interview
2: This one is crazy. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> I'm I'm fun. really I had fun with y'all, but I'm really pissed because I think I I not missed my um nudge time. <laughs> that's For all y'all men with a woman Y'all know what I the nudge saying, time like, is I'm
0: saying like what's the nudge time there's a, I, yeah, think yeah, it, I think she will last
2: until about two
0: I can't say I don't
2: know No
1: She's snoring now Oh my bad Well walk in the house Just slapping the back of the neck <laughs> <laughs> And when
2: she wake up Give her those Bye like, girl little... don't
0: even wake Continue your rest Whatever that hand,
2: Thank y'all I appreciate out. y'all Go get that pat
0: <laughs> <laughs> What was that Thank y'all Bye okay. Doing your thing, oh, you deserve a co-sign.